0: Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of You're Pretty For A Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sabah. I'm Iman. And I'm Salma. So guys, how is your Ramadan going? We're still fasting. Yeah. Still, what time is it now? We've got like four hours left, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Maybe like four hours and 41 minutes and 28
1: seconds. Wow, wow. No, I'm one's just the, no one's like counting. No one's counting. I don't know. No one's <laughs>
0: counting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys uh, excited about uh, next week?
2: I'm very excited. Do
1: you know what? Can I be honest? I'm excited about it, but where I've been working so much, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really upset that Ramadan's coming to an end, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed in myself, because I literally, anyone who knows me, I work, seven days a week. So I work like a Monday to Friday job and then I have a job on the weekend and podcast and fasting. So by the time I break my fast, well, I mean, I have nine to five Monday to Friday, but it's not nine to five because you're at home. And when you're working from home, you take on all of those extra responsibilities and those burdens. And I haven't had time to properly, I haven't read as much Quran as I would like to read. Um I haven't listened to as many stories with the Prophet as I normally would I just haven't been as spiritually involved with Ramadan as I and I feel like I'm going to cry about it cuz oh. it's actually so emotional cuz I wish that I could just have another I have another month of Ramadan and it's really really sad juggling working so much and fasting mm. and and I know people are going to say oh it's your priorities and I absolutely understand that I mean You know, I pray and I and I'm not saying this also in a way that's like, oh, I do the bare minimum. That no, because that is what you should do, and that's that. I mean, that's obligatory, and that's fine. Mm. But I just wish I had more time to do more and to utilize and to utilize it. So the problem
0: is, is I get really tired. Yeah, I think the... With you working and fasting, like that is also like a strength in itself. Mm. Like that is so many people, even myself included. I remember when I'd be at uni, I would not be able to handle like fasting mm. and, you know, studying at I the mean, same time. So the fact that you do seven days a week.
1: To be honest, you get fast. used to it. I mm. think uh, yeah, uh, the, the fasting is actually by now, it's, it's for me anyway, I feel like my body can handle it. I do have low energy levels as well. Don't get me wrong. But it's just you know. Imagine you're waking up at seven thirty in the morning to prepare for your emails at eight. You've got your admin stuff. You're in meetings from nine o'clock, talking, talking, talking. You probably have an hour lunch break. You finish your meetings at six. You've got admin stuff to do about seven thirty. Then obviously, and you know, you do your prayers in the middle of the day, but then come around seven thirty, I've got to help my mum with thawed, clean up the oh, house, yeah, yeah. and then you know, comes around to iftar time. By the time you clean up and you pray asha, it's eleven o'clock, and then I've got to be up at seven o'clock the next day. Mm. So how can I, Yomiti. how can I take yeah. the time out like an hour for reading or uh, or two yeah. hours for reading, and I'm working seven days, and my job on Saturday and Sunday is on my feet. Listen yeah. to podcasts. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So it's listen to yeah. like a good like religious uh, podcast. I don't know any personally, but like yeah. I'm sure there's stuff out there. If yeah, you want there's, to be, yeah. There's yeah. You there's know. some
1: stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. I, I genuinely you can't. I can't yeah. concentrate. That time. Mm. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. That that time where I where I should be watching stuff or reading stuff, I will fall asleep.
2: I hear you. Yeah. yeah. It's so <laughs> sad. No. It's I. I fully, fully get. The one thing that saved me actually is like trying to listen to less music and then replacing it with listening mm, to Quran. Mm, so then when I'm on the way, I'm just kind of listening to it. And I know this is going to sound weird, but you know, because now I'm wearing masks, sometimes I practice under my oh, breath on. Well, I'm like, okay, I got this. That and, was, and then I move on to the next <laughs> But then I try to do it really quietly because I don't want to... That know. is really, really cute. I'm yeah. not going to lie. But like, that that's the really only cute. thing that's kind of like held me together to like still be spiritual when I'm like missing so much time. Yeah. Um. But no, I fully, fully get it. And by the time you're like trying to concentrate on, you know, stories of the prophet, you're just like, oh my God, nothing's, I'm not retaining anything, I need sleep. Because exactly. it's the sleep, the sleep is getting to oh all of us, God, I think. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything, food, no. water, it's sleep.
0: Do you know yeah, what it yeah, is yeah. for me? It's, mm. all, it's hay fever season. It's a oh, hay fever no. for me! So I do, right? <laughs> my hay fever peeps, right, you'll know about this loradatine is the non drowsy um pill for hay fever right mm. and cetirizine makes you drowsy mm. so the problem is i'll take a loradatine but then it makes my mouth dry and oh. you're fasting so it's just it's not a nice mix and then the satirizine makes you super tired so i'll oh. be like super drowsy so it's like what do i choose yeah. do i choose extra fatigue or extra thirst you know what that yeah. is double
2: homicide oh <laughs> my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. I don't know Perfect, how you work that okay. reference into it
2: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to do it this week. <laughs> you were like Salma um, has no idea what we're talking no, about absolutely. and you I know have she have has no idea no, I have no idea Wait, do, <laughs> do you have social media though have you uh, yeah, yeah
0: it. no 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 I have social media well, but I, I do not we said, need to just send you loads of stuff
2: oh no it's not it's okay
0: it's alright so cute guys I don't understand a lot of references that Sama and Aman make but it's fine they don't I understand a lot of purpose,
1: I've, right. I've sent Sabah loads of blog pages that she needs to follow. She hasn't followed them yet, but...
0: I'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to it. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know if you guys, just to segue a bit, but I don't know if you guys have been checking the news this last week, what's been going on. Um, Noel Clark, the guy who directed and produced Kidolthood, *Adulthood*, and Brotherhood, um, has been thrown with sexual assault allegations, sexual misconduct, um, verbal abuse, bullying, sexual harassment. He's denied all the allegations and 20 women have come forward. Mm. Now, he got nominated for a BAFTA, he won BAFTA, and apparently BAFTA knew about the allegations but hadn't done anything until it came out with the Guardian. I didn't article. know that. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that BAFTA actually
0: knew. So they had about the allegations. They, ha- they knew about the allegations but obviously it wasn't confirmed. And I don't I still think that all not uh, not all of them are confirmed but um so an allegation all, is enough yeah. for yeah. 20 yeah. women 20, 20 women
2: that's that's
0: 20 sm- women. there's no
2: smoke without fire so
0: yeah i just wanted to talk a little bit about that about cancel culture because obviously a lot of people want to cancel him but he is a very notorious figure in um for diversity and inclusion yeah. his films really like spoke to a lot of people and are you know a key integral part of like british culture mm. like so yeah, it's so hard canceling someone who's done so much, and I think we spoke a bit about this in the last episode as well, mm. um, about Hollywood, and so this is like more relevant than ever yeah. us discussing this. I
1: think that he is one of the pioneers for Black British men who are in the entertainment mm. industry. Always has been, and it's really, it's kind of as you as you were saying what we were speaking about last week. Almost like a bit of R. Kelly. You grew up on R. Kelly, you knew R. Kelly. You you've got nostalgia. You've got links. Like with Michael Jackson as well. You feel that you feel that tie. Same with Noah Clark. Yeah. Kidult Hood was one of my first adult movies that I mm. watched. And just the whole everything from the soundtrack with Bashi to the whole storyline to moving to adulthood. Great, great like in terms of black British um actors and you know having these incredible movies that were in cinema that you could go and watch and that you could really be a proud of in terms of British film, yeah. mm-hmm. he was behind that. And obviously as well, I've seen his career go from strength to strength. But I also remember there's an actor called Adam Deacon. Yeah. He was also in Kid Yeah. yeah. And I remember vaguely. I mean, I was mm. quite young, but I remember vaguely that them two had had a falling out. Yeah, they went to court, and he oh, see, I didn't know was that. they yeah. went to
0: court, and uh, Noel actually won the case, and he basically I can't remember exactly what the court case was about, but essentially they were they weren't agreeing on stuff, and he Noel said that he was you know abusing drugs and he was like mentally unstable all these things and he won the court case now adam he said that Noel, you know was involved in sexual harassment and all these things the, he, the allegations that are coming now are similar to what he was saying at the time and
1: probably from that from that era yeah, as well so in yeah.
0: from 2014 to 2016 um Noel clark was accused of bullying throughout that time like heavily so it's you know, no surprise that he came out with those allegations, but obviously he just didn't hadn't won that case.
2: What are the main allegations? I, I remember reading about like women being pressured in his movies. So,
0: the, so he was filming, uh, so women who would audition for the movies, he would be filming them and he would say, oh, you know, you have to be naked for this uh, sex scene, right? And so he would film them while they were naked without their knowledge, so they would come and they would undress, and he'd say, You have to do this. And he would film this. So many other allegations. He, um, there was a Nor- Norwegian filmmaker he took out for dinner, and then he sent her an unsolicited dick pic. Um, oh, really? Yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of people from all different levels in the industry filmmakers, crew members, camera women, like costume uh, designers from every single level. There was a girl, he helped pay for her drama um, school education. I think he uh, got it discounted or something, and then invited her to come and audition and sexually harassed her consistently over the time that they were filming. So, and a lot of people, a lot of the women that have come out have you know, said their names, shown their pictures, given um, evidence to The Guardian. And a lot of women have chosen to stay anonymous. Mm. Now, I was in researching for this episode. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of um, YouTube videos and reading some stuff around the internet. And a lot of people are like really angry and are like, you know what? We have to wait until these are confirmed. There's no evidence. No. There's no evidence. We can't believe it fully until they want to bring this they were want to bring Noel Clark down because now he's at the height, he's at the top of his career and he's a black man and that's why they want to bring him down.
2: No. Do you know what's so interesting with that? It reminds me, I don't remember the quote exactly, but it was something like it takes one man to ruin a woman's reputation with mm-hmm. word of mouth, but it'll take a hundred for anyone to believe that a man's reputation mm. is like at stake. So like even with twenty women, their words aren't valid. But no. if a guy was to say, Oh, this girl did yeah. such and such, oh it's completely valid Same with
0: Prince Andrew. Oh, yeah, exactly. Cannot, there's no yeah. evidence to say he didn't do it. Yeah. Okay, there might be no evidence to say that he did, but there's also no evidence no, to, say to say that, that, that he, he didn't. didn't. Yeah. And it's all it's all levels and there are people who are friends with these people who can come out and say mm. so many people quit the industry because of him. He said to one person, I need to get the quote directly, but he said to one person, you will never make it in your career because you've turned me down right who now. Who knows said this? Yes, yeah, so like um, yeah, not yeah. So he's a, words, he's a bully. So, yeah, complete bully. Because she was and he and he she wasn't accepting his, his sexual yeah. advances. Exactly. Mm. That's the biggest thing. It's also that level of power, that level of authority he has, that he feels like he can easily prey on these women.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just it. You know what you were saying earlier about. You know, there's different groups that are saying, oh, no, we shouldn't cancel him because he's at the height of his career and they're doing this deliberately. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. No. Whether you're at the height of your career or you're not. Um, R. Kelly as well, he was, you know... Not necessarily at the height of his career, but he was at a point where he had received a lot of fame. This was after he received all of his money, after he got all of his accolades and his awards and all of that. I don't care where you are in your career. I don't care who you are as well. I don't care because I've experienced knowing somebody who has had allegations against them of this nature. I cut them off straight away. I'm not going to say who it is on here because I'm going to get angry, but I just want it to be clear now on the record. If there's anyone that I know, yeah, that I've that I've known in the we past... We all know. And we, and we, yeah. we, and we all know because we, we all, all knew who the person was yeah. and it was a woman, yeah? If there's a sexual allegation against you, whether it is confirmed or not, especially if there's more than one, you do not... You do not have the right, especially if you're in the entertainment industry, as this other person was, you do not have the right to
0: continue with your career. So what, Simple. You, what do you think <clears throat> about people who say innocent until proven guilty? In this case, no. Yeah. 20 women have come
1: forward. Mm-hmm. Adam took him to court years ago, explaining of the same things. You cannot tell me that all of these people are going crazy same way Prince Andrew same way Jeffrey Epstein you can't tell me that all of these women are crazy that all of these women are mad there is no woman on this planet that hasn't had sexual advances to her that have been unsolicited I've had it you've had it and you've had it we've all had it and every single woman has the same story whether it be from an ex whether it be from a boyfriend whether it be from somebody just that that, that you're studying with whether it be somebody that you work with every single woman has had that i can go now and i can say right that person sexually advanced me that person has sexually harassed me but i don't have proof Mm -hmm. and i know somebody right now who has sexually harassed me i don't have proof to put you behind bars no, exactly. And it's not one man, it's not two man, it's not three man. I've had a few people do that to me. And how many times do I have to now open up my mouth and say, no, this is not okay that this has happened, but he can walk around God's green earth very freely. Mm-hmm. But me, if he was to say something about me, I'm the hoe. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm exactly. not the one that's done anything.
0: Do you understand? No, exactly.
1: So no, I don't care about it, this innocent or proven guilty because there's always a woman's voice
0: that is not loud enough, that is not strong enough. No, and this is the 100%. thing people don't realize that it takes so much for a woman to come out and say these things. Like her reputation is gonna be tarnished, people are gonna say shit to her, like those guys that I saw on their YouTube channel saying, oh, you know, Oh, the most disgusting thing that they said. They were like, all these women look the same. They all seem like the same type of woman. Like, it's just kind of booky that, you know, it, it, they're coming out with this. And I was like, this literally, what are you? You're literally bringing, yeah. you're making something out of nothing. Yeah. There's always, yeah. always gonna, you're always gonna get yeah. people and denying you. And they know that. They know that they're gonna get all this backlash. They know they're gonna get all this bullshit on them. Yet they're still coming out. Yeah. You don't do that just just for fun. Yeah. And this and is why you, they don't come out. Yeah. Exactly. And people worried. are saying, there's so many people who are saying, why are they coming out now when these allegations happened in 2014 and 2012 and all of this stuff when, they, when it actually happened? Mm. People don't realize when one person comes forward, it makes the other people braver. Literally, and it makes Harvey Weinstein. Exactly. Do you remember that actress from Charm? Exactly.
2: No one was listening to her for a decade, yeah. and she's like, "But this was happening." Everyone's just like, da la, la la," and then all of a sudden, exactly. as soon as Angelina uh, Jolie, oh my god, people. Lupita Nyong, yeah. all these actors came forward, and were like, "Oh no, no, no!" She was been right for but we were all at risk yeah. of careers, and he literally said to her, "He's like, you come out with these allegations, your career's ruined, and her career was ruined." Yeah, and mm. she still stuck to her guns, and yeah. finally, there's justice. But how long? How? How did it long? take
0: mm. people called
2: her crazy yeah like any hysterical as the medical term is called for women but like even how long does it take
0: even like speaking about sexual harassment abuse all of this stuff like in our communities is so taboo but when one person starts to talk about it amongst yeah. us even as friends yeah when we start to talk about it amongst us everyone else starts to come forward and it's like actually i've experienced this mm. mm-hmm. i've experienced this to all different kinds of levels, mm. right? Because we're always told to hush, hush, we're hush, hush. We're always told yeah. to hush, and it's—I'm sick and tired of it because Same. I've experienced it. We've experienced it from the moment you're sexualized, from when you're literally like, as soon as you know your body starts. you're you That's it. That's it. You—you start getting sexualized from yeah. that age. Literally, there is not one person I know, not one friend I know, who has not been. Made, had sexual advance made advances made at her or sexual harassment. Even, like, all of this happening in the wake of, like, the whole Sarah Everard thing. Oh it's, God. like, more than ever, people are speaking about it and, like, are trying to bring these things forward. And it's so tiring because mm. it just keeps happening and nobody, like... I just see guys with their friends and they still make dumb jokes Mm -hmm. they still say things I'm sure this I'm sure Noel Clark the people around him the guys around him there was an incident actually where there was a dancer who came into um, their set and she'd done the splits and she was like showing uh, I think she had to show like her dance moves or whatever, and she'd done the splits and he took a picture of her and it was in a compromising position, right? And he had the picture on his phone and he was showing his colleagues and they were all like laughing about it and like, you know, joking about it. She took the phone off his hand, right? And she was so angry, she took the phone off his hand, the phone fell and it smashed and he made her go and get his phone screen fixed.
2: I hope you do the but, she,
0: well. but he
1: has a photo of her without consent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And her in a compromise. Obviously, she's in
1: a split, so he's taking it from an angle and he's making sexual jokes about her,
0: obviously. That's like Anne Hathaway. I remember... Sorry. No, no.
2: You you go on, you go on. No,
0: I'm saying, and those men around him laughing with him him at that picture, it's not just them not saying anything. They're joking about they're encouraging his behaviour they're continuing that behaviour mm. but
2: it's the fact that society is like also accepting of that like the fact that they don't think it's wrong they think oh we just happened to catch her slipping oh my god ha ha, ha. like not one of them thought for a second like actually we should delete this isn't right this isn't huma- humane of us and that reminds me of Anne Hathaway she mm. had like a paparazzi picture where he was literally on the floor and then she was coming out and he caught uh, the under um, up her skirt yeah up her skirt and then the news reporter said so what are you going to do to like stop that from happening because you know it's co- quite <gasps> Oh. position she's like i hope that one day i see a society where someone doesn't have to go on the floor and get that, that picture and then blame me for it yeah because that was his fault that he did that but i don't see you doing that to a man no and then it really pisses me off when
1: you've got people in our community yeah mm. so like north africa middle eastern oh no you girls you talk too much Oh no, what the feminist is feminist that femi- when you just don't get it and you're just it's, not wanting to get honestly, it, and especially in our community where yeah. it's a taboo to talk about these things. Um, and I mean, let's talk about you know back in the day, so like in the '50s and in the '60s, mm. especially from back home, 100% stuff went down without without a sorry. My grandma got married off at 11, yeah? yeah, had her first child at 13, yeah, yeah, yeah? 13, 11 years of age, yeah. But okay, fine. From a from a different perspective puberty from Islamic perspective fine yeah but I know for a fact she was sexually harassed sexually advanced without her wanting
0: to be what do you know at 13 or what do you know at that age Mm. simple as that this is the thing as well in our culture like honestly until recently I don't think like women knew that you could be raped within your marriage you can be Mm -hmm. raped by your husband to be fair that wasn't
2: a law until the 90s exactly like, it was very people, common
0: people don't realise like yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that there is so much that we kind of are just blind to we close our eyes to we don't think about and it's so but it's always harsh there
1: was even um, have you guys watched House Get of Murder? yeah Yeah. so there was an episode I can't remember what season it was it was one of the last seasons where Annalise's mum mm. comes and speaks to her and she stays with Annalise her. and her mum have you watched it?
2: I haven't seen the last few seasons, but yeah, okay, go Okay, can I, am I okay to ruin you it? You can completely ruin it. So
1: Annalise and her mom have, um, they've always had like a really rocky relationship. So obviously mm-hmm. she's this big high time flying um, mm. lawyer and she's great. Um, anyway, so her and her mum have always had a strained relationship. And they had a really difficult conversation where Annalise was saying about how she was sexually abused by family members and she told her mum and her mum was just like, Keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. And when she mentioned it to her mum again, um, she so, so the mum brilliant brilliant actress the mum was just basically she, she, you could almost see all of the guilt
0: yeah.
1: coming out and later on in that episode we find out that that house where I think it was the uncle that house where the uncle stayed at the mum actually put the house on fire to kill the guy for Annalise but she done that with such strength and resilience because she knew she couldn't say anything yeah, this is and insane. she knew she had to kill him but she didn't know how do you know what I mean? That's how And that's not an isolated case. No. Yeah. And I got so emotional in that scene. Because I can just think about people in my family who have probably been through the same thing. Yeah, yeah, because
0: we bottle up so much, we're not allowed to say anything, we're not allowed to do anything yeah. about and it. And you're the inconvenience. And you're the inconvenience. You're made to feel like, you know, you're supposed to serve this person, you're supposed to serve whatever. So you just have to keep hushed. It's all about respect. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. everything is clouded. All this bullshit is pushed aside, pushed under the rug because of respect, because mm-hmm. of this illusion of respect mm-hmm. that you have to have. But but I wasn't who's, who's respecting. Who's respecting us? us I wasn't respect- yeah. Who's respecting us? Yeah. Who's yeah, respecting yeah. us? Yeah. It's so like I feel like our countries are like ten steps behind, and I say that, but then stuff like this comes out with Non Clark, and it's like.
2: Listen, Sarah Everard, I genuinely, maybe I had like the blanket illusion of like, oh yeah, we're fine, we're in a Western country, we won't ever be as bad as, you know, who, you know, third world countries. But seeing that go down, and I was like, she did everything right, she did everything she needed to do, and she was killed and murdered, and God knows what, what else happened to her. And then still people, I don't know if you saw this online, but people were like, yeah, but she, should have been, she shouldn't have been out in lockdown. She should have just been at home. Why yeah. was she out? <laughs> and I was sick. like, how can you
0: still, how can <laughs> like, you still blame sick. her? She's gone. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, what are you even doing? Yeah. She can't even defend herself. Literally. And it's technically,
2: if you think about it, it's a walk, right? Because we were all allowed walks anyway. Yeah. So you still can't, but it's the fact can,
1: How can you find no justice? You, you want to try and find something so bad, you say, yeah. oh, but it's a lockdown. She shouldn't yeah. have been out. Are you all right? Yeah. Are you actually all right? Yeah. Just because she's gone out doesn't mean that constitutes to her being abducted, abused and killed. Just, I'm by sorry, but-
0: By someone you think you should be protected.
2: Right. Listen, I can be... Listen, I feel like women should be allowed to wear whatever they want and no one should touch them. Why is it as soon as you see a little piece of skin, all of a sudden you're, I'm accessible to you?
0: Yeah. If a man was naked, no one would do anything. It's not even about skin, Salma. You get people in Saudi Arabia, you get women who wear a naqab, a full naqab, right? And they still get raped and they still get yeah. abducted and they. But when so they use that excuse, because I'm. Using, because yeah. Because it's not just about sexual assault; it's about power as well. Mm. It's yeah, about it's dominance. Mm. It's about dominance. It's like you are this weak thing, and I can, I have this power over you. Mm. Yeah.
2: But how crazy was it that we all, like all the women that were coming out with Sarah Everard, like you know. In sadness and just tiredness, we all figure out we do similar things to keep ourselves safe,
0: mm, like yeah. with the
2: keys in between our, yeah. our fingers, yeah. um, trying to, you know, run as, walk as quickly as possible, covering our faces, doing anything, yeah. listening or taking out headphones. I know friends who take out headphones. Or no,
1: I keep them in, and but I, I put the music off so it looks same, like I can't yeah. hear, same, but I and can I, actually hear. Every yeah. time
0: I come out of an Uber in the evening, I wave at the random air just to pretend like I have someone at the end of the road waiting for me. You're I'm like, so oh my God, cute, hey. You're and so I so like, So they know. And I, we spoke about this in our, um, what was it called? Creeps and something episode. Cat calling and creeps. Cat calling and creeps yep. episode. Where, you know, we're, we have so many different things that we have to do little, you know, rituals as soon as we leave our house or leave your car in a parked space, wherever, where you have to make sure that everything like you feel protected as you're walking guys don't have to think about any of this stuff there was a, a thing that came out where um they asked i can't remember how many women but they were like oh what would you do if um if there were no men for a day and everyone was just like walk at night Yeah, Yeah. I remember that. Because I would do the the same thing.
2: I would do the same thing. I would
0: literally just go for a walk at night. Like, I can't go for a run at night, I get scared. I can't do any of these things. And it's just, like, I have, like, such bad anxiety when it comes to, like, walking alone at night. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so, so bad. To the point where, like, I'll literally, like, if I'm walking at a corner or whatever, I'll sprint if someone makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, I'd rather look like an idiot running, Mm -hmm. right, than, you know... uh, walk in then, then and, take a risk yeah, and exactly. you feel yeah. yeah. And the thing is, as a kid, as literally when I was thirteen years old, I had a stalker for, like, over two weeks, and the police had to come into school and all of this stuff. You remember? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was a 13-year-old girl, and I wore a hijab then as well. So we can't even say something about, like, of oh, skin and whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, and there her. is no excuse. <gasps> Minus Sabah's skirts
1: were down to our ankles. Literally, I'm not
0: just... <laughs> okay. And Sabah wore a Mickey Mouse jumper. Am okay, exposing. <laughs> sorry, them. sorry. But that's just how but this is childlike like, you like, looked. Like, I'm not just that. I looked even more like a kid. Like, I, I looked... At 13, I looked at 11. Do you know what I yeah. mean? There is, like, there's just no end. W- no end. I know where we feel safe, Yeah. to be honest. It's really difficult.
2: And within all that, we do all that to protect ourselves and, like, beware of ourselves. And then something happens. And for some reason, we feel guilty. But what's crazy to me is that we do all that to protect ourselves, to make sure that... Everything in our power is done to keep us safe. Mm. And then when something does happen to us, unfortunately, we end up feeling guilty because we're made to feel guilty in a society. And then when we finally have the confidence to come forward with our stories, obviously with no evidence, because how can you prove mm. you know, something happened really quickly, but you know, you're certain it happened. And even they're certain it happened, but they're going to lie about it. And then you have the confidence to, to put yourself out there and then be shamed and told, oh, you just want attention. Oh, you just want you know, the clout, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, genuinely I wouldn't wouldn't be proud of this. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to come out and be this person? Mm -hmm. But now I have to because it's gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. And the only way usually women do, or in general survivors do, is when there's a sense of community, which is in this case when there's 20 accusers. So you can't say, oh, it's one of those girls who are like, oh, she's just saying to ruin his career and so and so because there is no smoke without she, fire. If she, if she
1: wanted to do that, she could have ruined his career from from get-go. Yeah. And the problem with Noel Clarke uh, in relation to Adam Deacon, Adam Deacon's career went from sky high yeah. to rocket low. Yeah. That is unfair. Mm. And he's actually one of the few men who have been affected by Noel Clarke whose careers have, have really, really plummeted. So we, we talk about women, but actually... He's he's a
0: bully though. We that's one of the Yeah
1: yeah, exactly biggest allegations as well. Exactly. But it's in his but what I'm saying is is that he had the ability to to even change a man's career. So the fact that he was able to change a man's career, of course he changed a woman's.
0: Yeah. Completely. And he used to introduce himself as a sex addict to a lot of people. And it's like Yeah. It's there. Sorry. Like he's saying that. Um, you're around him and there's like no kind of there's no action mm. there's no action yeah. and even I think we can all say even like amongst our male friends like they'll be like oh yeah that guy friend of mine is a bit creepy like he he, he makes advances or he does this he acts weird yeah, just then, ignore him man it's, it's, fine, fine, it's fine. He's, he's just no. like that he's just like that but then are you doing anything to sit there and be like yeah. hey man look yeah. just ease up like maybe don't catcall maybe don't call out a girl from your car while you're walk- like, like yeah. do you know what I mean no none don't of that don't encourage it there's none of that it's just like I'm not gonna entertain this but I'm also not gonna stop this yeah Yeah. and it's like exactly you're still complicit you're still, you're, yeah, you're you're still complicit you're yeah. part of the problem yeah you're part of the problem it's like those
2: people who say oh I'm not racist but they don't do anything like to if, if they see if, someone yeah.
0: being harassed in the street they won't they're stop like oh it. it's not my problem Like exactly you're still part of the problem mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I see so much of that where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just he's just my weird friend. And it's like, no, that's not weird because that behavior starts as weird. It starts as creepy. It starts as annoying. And then it goes to you find out your friend's a rapist or whatever. It comes out something crazy. And then you're like, oh, shit, maybe I should have said something. Maybe I should have done something. Maybe I should have took him aside and been like, hey, man, you have a problem. You know, let me help you out. But no, there's none of that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But if every man in the world right now educated themselves and their sons and tried to like fix the problem be like don't, just respect women for being women they don't have to be your sisters. they don't have to be your moms. just respect them don't do anything then we'd have yeah, no problems yeah. tomorrow know, we'd be fine to walk at night
0: exactly and I know people are going to be like well men are going to be like yeah but it's not all men I'm a good guy and you you guys are being so and that's when you
2: relate to them it was fucking wanna use yeah. <laughs> fucking one of use like it was, it was fucking wanna yeah.
0: disgusting <laughs>
2: yeah. I saw that as a as a um, what's it called Oh, my God, protest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the so picture, hilarious. incredible, yeah.
0: Oh, man, so true. Yeah. But, yeah, I wanted to also um, discuss, I don't know if you guys have seen Billie Eilish's new ki- cover, British Vogue mm-hmm. cover. Mm-hmm. So we spoke about Billie Eilish in our last episode a little bit, about how she's kind of perceived in society, how she's a lot more, like, wears a lot of baggy clothing and stuff like that to kind of um, camouflage her silhouette, if you want to put it like that. But, um yeah, this cover was obviously a lot more revealing. Um, and, you know, she looks like a woman, like, yeah, you know, you can see her body, everything. And it's yeah, I wanted to know what you guys thought about her kind of changing her rebranding herself. Mm. Well, I've got the um the
1: Vogue interview up because I, I read it this morning because it's just come out. Um, and so obviously, last week, we spoke about Billie Eilish and obviously wearing baggy clothing. And all of that stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean when I was reading it I was like oh wow because I remember I spoke about the paparazzi photo where she was like in a tight vest yeah it says in October a paparazzi picture of her in a form-fitting vest sparked a media cycle rife with negativity and misjudged sympathy and she said it made me really offended when people were like good for her for feeling comfortable in her bigger skin she says, curling her lips in mock, curling her lips in mockery. Jesus Christ, good for me, F off. Um, and I think that was really interesting because obviously we see it as, you know, just leave her the hell alone. And other people saw it as, oh, she's she's got a bit of meat on her. Or she's got she's got she's got boobs. Or she's got mm. Do you know what I mean? And she was like, okay, so now you're telling me oh good for her for feeling comfortable in her bigger skin. Okay, she's insecure about that as mm. well. So how dare you then go and comment about her body and about her insecurities? I mean, she was was going to run errands. Because it's not her body, it's everyone else's body. It's everyone else's er body. To make a comment over. Exactly, exactly. And then it goes um, further in the the, um, interview, it actually references Hollywood. So she said, um, referencing Hollywood, it's a world that fascinates me a lot. And about Billie, she's extremely metic- meticulous in the way that she reinvents herself. And obviously, with this shoot, she's rein- she is reinventing herself. So then they said, if you're about body positivity, why would you wear a corset? Why wouldn't you show your actual body? And she said, my thing is that I can do whatever I want. And where confidence is her only gospel, she says that the intent has been spun into a lot of weird mis- miscommunications. Um, and, you know, it's it's... Again, it's this kind of moving into womanhood now that she's actually 18, when it's no one's place to tell her whether she can be in womanhood or not. Yeah. Because she's probably not in baggy clothes around her house. But because of the way Hollywood is, and I don't know if any of you have actually listened to Billie Eilish's music, she kind of reminds me of like Lady Gaga, They reference Billie Holiday as well. Fantastic, fantastic artists who speak about topics like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you've got people like Elton John who are really, really behind Billie Eilish for being able to be the spokesperson for the younger generation because the younger generation, boy, boy,
0: boy, boy, they're just, yeah. They're on another level. They're on another level. No, like, I actually love Gen Z as a generation. They, like, do not hold back with Mm. their opinions and they're so open and they're like so quick to shut people down if they you know if they don't agree with something or whatever their opinions are so strong and they've cultivated on their own yeah and they're so much more vocal we weren't that vocal when we were that age. no 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 and it's like we're on the cusp i feel like of gen z and millennial and it's like kind of we have that millennial uh sort of thing of like oh yeah I'm not going to comment about it. like let's keep things PC let's like not mm. try and get too involved and also have like kind of Gen Z traits of like okay I need to unlearn that and I actually need to speak up when I feel yeah. something's unjust.
1: Yeah yeah And sh- they also, um, Billie Eilish refers to Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. as well and speaks about multi, um, dimensionality, multi-dimensionality multi-dimensionality mm-hmm. Um, and I think Megan's fantastic. Oh, she's brilliant, she's I love she's her amazing. Too. She's love brilliant. Um, and just everything that she represents is just incredible. But I am absolutely all here for Billy, you know, uh, do you unveiling me? her. She do looks exactly, she looks, she, looks
0: she looks phenomenal. She looks she got beautiful. some backlash,
2: though. People were like, she sold out, they were like, she sold out completely, which I found interesting personally. But sold out from for, for who? That's what I'm, yeah. B- sold to out. Me. sold
1: out to who who was she accountable to exactly Hollywood
2: no one yeah but my thing when I read the interview cause I didn't read all of it but I remember she mentioned she said something like the one of the main reasons she wore baggy clothes was that so pervs don't sexualize a child mm. and she was like I'm not a child anymore so now I can you know dress if I want to differently yeah. and I was like that makes so much sense
1: yeah and also um, in the interview she said that she was never really desired which I found really sad actually because I think she's, she's stunning gorgeous. um
2: but so, isn't like a Madonna Hall complex?
1: Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So it's because like she was never desired, but now she said that with this cover, she's going to be seen as a hoe, but she said, F-A, I don't care. But it's just because of the way that she's dressing because she wants to feel desired because she's yeah. never felt desired. She's never felt a man say, oh my God, you're beautiful. I want to get to know you in that way and I romantically like you. So the only way that she thinks that she can be romantically liked by somebody that she could also like is to wear different clothing to yeah. feel desired, and it's every woman's. It, it's natural for us to want to feel desired, beautiful, yeah. and for us to want to feel sexy. And I for think us to all want to humans
2: feel, want to be desired. Yeah, but, absolutely. But women, with their parents, of course, because that's what because we're that's what judged we've been,
0: on, and also what we've been conditioned. Yeah, to. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's not. I mean, like, I'm not gonna go out without like it's hard for me to go out without any makeup and my hair in a messy bun and me in baggy clothes I don't do that especially
2: when you're meant to be Uh, if I'm meant
0: to be somewhere yeah especially like
2: say for a wedding you know you have to look good are you really gonna turn up like no no. yeah so in the sense that Billie Eilish is in the limelight and she was still doing that yeah
1: No. and it's not like men are just gonna say oh yeah no I'm just gonna go for you because of your personality or for maybe the guys that wanna go for her just for her personality she don't want them do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she's obviously not being desired by the people that she desires, because it's a two-way thing. And I just find it really sad that she just associates having to change herself to be desired. But uh, not change herself, but just unveil herself it's, almost. It's, not in a creepy yeah. way either. Mm. I don't know how to phrase it. It's so
0: interesting because um, I was actually speaking to my uh, one of my friends. And... Um, before she got with her boyfriend she's from same similar cultural background as us before she got with her boyfriend she used to like you know wear like revealing clothes and whatever and like you know try to not try to dress in any certain way but she liked to you know wear figure hugging silhouette whatever mm-hmm. right and then as soon as she got into a relationship her boyfriend was attracted to her looking that certain way as soon as she got into a relationship. He was like, No, I want you more covered because I don't want people to look at you. I need you to dress this certain way, and all of this stuff. And it's just like so interesting to me because it's like you desired her looking in that certain way, yeah. The Hall and complex, then now
1: yeah. he can't wife somebody, he can't, can't mentally wife somebody who's like that. And it's interesting because obviously, with the Billie Eilish, you've got men saying, Oh, yeah, no, she was a great singer, amazing. Da, 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 da. And now she's done this cover, her body is going to come before her music, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And her looks are, and her silhouette and her frame. But that's always is been come, the case. But that's always though. been the case. But I, I, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you see a comparison between, you know, Billie Eilish in this example and our cultures, for example, women who take off the hijab, who, where men think that, oh, with, Because I've had people compare, for example, me and my sister, right? Mm. So my sister wears headscarf, I don't wear headscarf. Mm. People will n- not compare, but I've had somebody literally say to me, I would wife somebody like your sister and I wouldn't wife you.
0: Yeah, and so.
1: It, Janice, it's yeah, so, it,
0: speaking from someone who did used to, so I used to wear a hijab and then I took it off two years ago, um, almost three years ago. I wore it for 11 years, maybe 12. I uh, can't remember exactly, 11, 12 years. Um, and yeah, there was a difference where it's like the kind of guys that approach you change. Mm. And, um, does, but does their intention change as well? Yeah, I think yeah. so. The, I think their intention definitely does change. Where it's like they are much more comfortable to be a bit more forward um whereas if when you are wearing a scarf they're a bit more kind of like respectful in a way Mm. and more like thinking of you as a wife type of thing Mm. and when you're not wearing a hijab it's more for like oh i can mess around with this person Mm. can't mess around with me yeah it's disgusting (laughs) um but yeah no it's it's definitely interesting um but yeah I, I couldn't give less of a shit you can think of yeah. that about <laughs> Literally. me that's absolutely I will correct you or yeah. remind I mean, you exactly like yeah just it's the worst worst thing ever um, but yeah we'll speak about hijab and all yeah, of that definitely. in another episode I think more more deeply yeah, but yeah um, yeah you guys heard about if you've listened to the previous episode we were going to introduce a segment called hey sis sabah uman salma um where you guys send in (laughs) your questions your dilemmas or your um just a comment whatever right um just to interact with us a little bit and we were you know to read it out for you guys onto the episode um so we put it up on our instagram And we've got a few and uh, this one really kind of like spoke to us. Um, And I'm just going to read it out. Uh, I'll keep it anonymous just in case. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's the question. If women are getting more money or in some cases making more money than some men, doesn't that reduce their chances or prospects with potential suitors as they're less likely to date down per se or even they're equal? Therefore, is equal pay actually making it harder in this day and age for women who are more career-oriented to get into relationships and marriages? Because if you assume generally men who are earning more, etc., they're more inclined to date down from a financial point of view, or money isn't part of the criteria they choose a partner. If we assume here that men are stereotypically the typical cliche breadwinner, so their options aren't as affected from the pool of available women. So yeah, what do you think? I
2: think women having better pay and higher pay works better for everyone mm-hmm. because I feel like mm-hmm. back in the day where you know men were the providers, the main providers and the women were just housewives, the women would have to marry for an economic proposition, meaning they'd have to marry rich to have a decent life and whoever they married, that was their source of income. Mm-hmm. So I feel like them having a better income and being able to be paid better than some men makes everyone wanna step up their game. Because I'm sure if the right man came to a woman and she was on a very good salary, and he was, let's say he's on a decent salary, if he was a decent man, he would be like, okay, I need to step up my game and provide either more or provide in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than just being like, oh, I bring all the income, you, are the recipient, so you will listen to me and do everything I want, right? Meaning that she's just a slave, kind of. So I feel like it works out better for the women, and I feel like it works out better for the men as well, because they don't have the kind of financial you know, pressures as much. Of course, yeah. they still do in society, but a bit less because
0: Yeah, I think finance it, becomes less of a burden. It, yeah, why would it helps. Help and why, why two
2: incomes, great mortgage. Brilliant. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's literally, in this day and age, there's literally no reason for you to not want your partner to be yeah. earning the same or more. Unless you're than a bum. You whatever. Exactly. Or, or unless, unless, you're, you're, ha-
1: unless you're insecure. Yeah, yeah, unless you have a Those major
0: two. insecurity yeah, complex. Yeah. It's so funny. I actually had a conversation with my uncle uh, yesterday and he's like very you know, typical kind of Middle Eastern man, very backwards in his ways, bless him. Um, And they were, like, making comments, and he was like, oh, you know inshallah you get married I'm going to pray for you for a great husband to look after you and I was like can you pray that um, I further in my career and, and I like, get six <laughs> get, like, get, get I mean pray for that too pray I like, yeah, no, no, pray yeah. I, I was like, I, I was husband, like, I was like pray in this moment in time yeah, yeah. Yeah. if you're going to be wasting your time praying for me pray for what I want yeah, yeah. <laughs> pray for like me to further be- to get better in my career pray for these things for me because I feel like as well Once you get that job that you really want, once you get that career you really want in that position or whatever, you change as a person. Mm -hmm. You you become a completely different person. The Mm -hmm. way you see the world, the way you interact with people, everything. Because you've gained more power, you've gained more confidence within yourself. And so the person that you start to want to attract is going to be different Mm -hmm. from the person that you are at a lower income. Mm -hmm. So I think... It depends on the person you want to attract. If you want to attract a certain type of person, those qualities that you're looking for that person, in that person, it's actually qualities that are dormant within yourself. Mm-hmm. And you should chase those qualities in yourself. You should reach that and then find your find your man. Absolutely. Nice. And you know what? Financial freedom is so important. 100%. For, oh, uh, for, yeah. uh,
1: for a woman, financial freedom is incredibly important um, and we have such
2: expensive lives everything's so expensive everything <laughs> is
1: expensive not, yeah. honestly things everything are, london like um, for wherever you're listening if you live in a metropolitan city it is really hard out, I, you know yeah. there's people like me out here working two jobs because mm-hmm. it is so expensive so if you if you want to be able to afford certain things you know take care of your family save it's just what you have to do You know what I mean? But if I was able to find a husband, who you know, why would he have a problem with me working, or Mm -hmm. earning more than him? If my money is going to us, my money is going to our relationship. Islamically, actually, I don't need to because you just need to provide me with the (laughs) basics. You don't need to provide me with luxury stuff. You don't need to provide me with a Rolls Royce, but just a house and the basic stuff and everything else. So the fact that I have the mo- I have money is great.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: mm-hmm. really great. I just don't see. I don't see where the problem is. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah,
0: no. but then
2: toxic masculinity will disagree with you.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think it's also interesting. So me and you don't have any brothers. So we've not. Mm. We've always oh, thought and like thought. when we've th- when we think about money and when we think about work and all that stuff. It's always like. Just seeing women around us mm-hmm. and seeing women working hard and striving hard and stuff. So. We come from matriarchal. We households. come from Same. very matriarchal yeah. households, and it's the thing is like I have very few men in my like extended family as well. On my mom, from the side that I see around me in London, mm-hmm. it's very very matriarchal. So it's like I see women thriving and you know Same. doing so well, and it's like yeah, so what? And even with even yeah. with my parents, though I've said this before, there were parts in their relationship where my dad was a stay-at-home dad and my mum was the one working and my mum was a stay-at-home one and my dad was working Mm. they have a very it works very equal relationship and like you know they give and take very well and I like seeing that I not necessarily want to embody exactly that but something like that yeah it's healthy
1: yeah yeah. but okay so I grew up in a household where my mum earned more there you go and it was a problem There you go. And it's a lot. problem for so many
0: people.
1: It was a big problem. But, you know, my mum, you know, when we were younger, my mum would buy stuff Mm. for me and my sister or for herself or for the house. She would have to hide her stuff that she's bought. Bearing in mind, they've got a big-ass mortgage, they've got a car, they've got a house in Morocco. They're fine. Do you know Mm. what I mean? There's no issue with her buying me
0: clothes. But it's to not... But it's not but But ego. Yeah, it's all about
2: ego. Because men, their role especially in society is the provider so when yeah, they're not but, able to provide
1: yeah but when you're in the 21st century yeah, yeah and your woman is able to get a job and you are in this together it does not matter can we please please it's 2021 we've been through a whole pandemic please can we get rid of insecure <laughs> men, men from the please yeah. insecure men yeah who are insecure about finances and financial responsibilities when it comes to being in a relationship go see a therapist it's really like, okay can we let's please normalize normalize men
0: going to therapy yeah. for the let's, love of god let absolutely all humans normalize need that. therapy yeah
1: let's normalize you lot going to therapy <laughs> and you lot just becoming okay with women earning money and if you want to if you are in a, in a relationship and in this day and age there is a strong possibility if she has gone to university she you know it's 50 chances she's going to earn more money than you so the sooner you get to Grips with that, the sooner everyone in this world yeah. will live better. That's not <laughs> to say there
0: are some women who actually want to take that role of being, you know, you know, submissive and like they take care of the oh house. Oh my god! Uh, listen, they, that know, is uh, that, that's absolutely that, fine, absolutely fine.
1: Yeah. And we're not even talking about that because you know we're talking about you know women who are in roles. However, if there's a woman who decided to be a housewife and a stay-at-home mom, that is absolutely fine. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a, that's a, I respect that. I respect that because so much. Because you know what much. you want. No, but that is a such a hard job. Exactly. Yeah. Such a hard job. And exactly. I respect it with everything in me in the same way that I respect somebody who's also got a career. Yeah. In mm. any way, whatever works for you. Just as long as if you are someone who uh, who chooses to be a stay-at-home mum or anything like that, which is absolutely applaudable uh, and commendable, I just would like to think and would like to hope that that man isn't making you be in that mm. position yeah exactly. that you are there You're because not you want to be there yeah because don't get me wrong i would love to advance my career and i plan to when i have children however i want to take a few years out mm. and mm. be there for my children yeah i don't want to have a nanny and i don't want to just send them to nursery for five days a week or seven days a week or be super super busy because my mom was super super busy Mm. so growing up when i was super young i was i spent a lot of time with my grandma so i was so close with my grandmother and i went to nursery full time and then after school i had a child minder i didn't see my mom mm. especially after my mom and dad divorced because my mom was just work 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 because she had to because she had different dependents and she just she had to advance her career because she was divorced however if i was in a healthy um, you know, relate, if I had a healthy relationship with both my parents and they had stayed married, I would like to think that my mum would be able to take time off yeah. and be mm. there for me and my sister and it not compromise her in the household in relation to my dad. How,
0: how would you guys feel, question, how would you guys feel if uh, your husband was a stay-at-home husband and you were the one working when your kids were It young? wouldn't
1: work because I have kids. I'm the one that can biologically give birth. <laughs> you can't give
2: birth, if so you I'm, earning, the you I'm the one that needs time off. I'm the
0: more, no, no. After you've had kids, your kids are young, and you're earning more than him. You've had so, your so maternity. So he's raising time. the kids. The, the first few years. Would you? No, not the with? first few years. Because I'm the
1: one that breastfeeds. I'm the the the, the child needs me. Like Later on, when they're at school, mm. and he's actually not able to. Uh, I don't want a bum.
0: Yeah, no, of course not.
1: If you're going to be a house husband, i.e. you're going to clean, you're going to cook, you're going to take care of my children mm. the way that we should be raising them, and you're not going to be a blase. Dad, fine. I've We've all watched Daddy Daycare.
0: Oh, yeah? I love
1: that. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. yeah? I, Because I, I'm not insecure. I'm, I don't have any insecurities in terms of what man that I wish to marry when I'm older. Mm-hmm. As long as we are financially secure and I am fine with working and I am happy with working... And he is happy with staying home, and we both don't have any insecurities in terms of our roles and our places in the relationship. Not a problem. But if you decide to stay at home and I get pregnant again, you're gonna have to go find a job. Yeah, no. If, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I hear you. Absolutely. No, I'm talking in the sense if you're both in like really up in your careers, and you just happen to be earning more, and you're uh, personally, I would, I would be, I would be fine with that. If I was in a really, you know, high position in my career and I'm doing really, really well and staying at home would jeopardise me furthering my career, mm. I, whereas if my husband, that wouldn't yeah. further, like, it wouldn't affect his career, I would be absolutely fine with that. And that's fine for you to make
1: that decision for yeah. yourself. Me personally, actually, I'm thinking about it now, I will always choose staying at home with my kids as opposed to furthering my career.
0: Interesting. Mm. What about so
1: you? So, sure. no, I wouldn't accept what that. What about you,
0: Sam?
2: I don't know because child psychology <laughs> is so important. Like, yeah. it's, like especially the first seven years. I read it's like the, that's where the personalities are formed and all the you know trauma and stuff like that happens. So it would have to depend. It really would. Like I was thinking about while you were saying it, yeah, like advancing my career. If I'm not in like a, a big boy position, like yeah, I'm talking like I'm talking. I'm talking CEO big, yeah. or, or something like that, and like they,
0: you're on the cusp of becoming partner, if you're. <laughs> Oh, that's hard. Do you know what I mean? Because it would be, like, brilliant, right? Are you selfish and for thinking this? No, way. no, no, no you, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's no. not. Because when you I'm reach not. that position of No, but then men are selfish. No, no, no but then no, no. Not When stylish. you reach that no. top position, then you get way more time and you yeah. can look after your kids and do whatever. Wait, we have
2: maternity yeah. leave. So we do have like yeah, a year no, out. Yeah. We have a year uh, out. To I'm figure out. you the say maternity. that, but no,
1: there's some certain job roles. All right, cool. Two months. Come on, girl. Really? <laughs> Get back in the office. You're Listen, if you've in got, this country, if you've, if you're in a position of power, like we are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be partner All in a firm. Us. Yeah. And yeah. I give birth. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking more than a month out. Really, giving birth to my child and getting back to my work. Yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna be a partner oh, in the yeah. firm, and I want, the, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I would do this because I I'm I wouldn't choose that over raising my child personally. Mm. However, however, if I did want that. Hundred percent. In fact, I mean, in fact, I'm working from the hospital. No,
0: you know what? We're not in that position, no, so we won't not. know. Like, we've never given birth, so Epidural you grapes. won't. You yeah. It's not good either. Literally, I um, see my friends who are mums. I don't think they would no. agree. One month back to work, but <laughs> like, yeah, you try it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what this yeah.
2: reminds me of? It reminds
0: me of the whole
2: equality and equity argument. Mm. The fact that the society is not made for us. It's Te- not. Yeah. Technically, no. we can't have it all. We, we can't. can't. But do you know what would work out technically if it was possible? you reaching being able to be partner and then being able to go kind of part-time, like oh, that dream. could work because dream. you're a mum, right? And yeah. you're like, I need to look after my kids, but I also, you know, want to have this career advancement. But working five days a week, of, of course, that's unrealistic. Mm, but, you know, making yeah. it three days a week, potentially there's some leeway there. You know, your husband your can cover...
0: is staying at home and he's, like I said... Oh, like, would his, I rather that? He's like in a very high position in his career, but he's not as high as you. And he's. He, it won't be a financial burden if he was to stay at home. I think
2: coffee. we need the pros and cons list. I mean, we yeah. need we really really to figure it out. You know what?
1: You know what? I, have you not watched Desperate Housewives? I've yeah. seen with most Linette. of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, Lynette, I think it's what, season two, season three, she obviously wants to get no, back to I'm, work. She's the one with yeah, four kids. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, can't yeah, get yeah. back yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. And then her husband, he doesn't work because obviously... I mean, she kind of messed it up as well. I mean, it's a bit messy. It's Desperate Housewives. Um, but, you know, similar concept. He was like, okay, fine. I'm going to be a house husband. I'm going to be a housewife. He was shit. Yeah. Absolutely mm. shit. Yeah. But he done it out of spite as well because she was a housewife for so long. And then she tried to, to you know, do everything, make it all work. And she just ultimately, like, it was too hard. Yeah. for her to work and she was incredible at her yeah. work and she was incredible before she had kids this is the thing yeah. she had a
2: big career before she had kids yeah. and then she had two and then she had twins so uh, my answer is kids first if I can figure out work around them maybe working from home like writing a book or something I don't know yeah. doing something in the meantime <laughs> but at the moment without you know being partner in a firm I'd say kids first I would yeah. say I would, I would be the one to stay yeah,
0: apparently the age you can further your career and have kids and it will still stays stays like going smoothly is i think 35 or something Shit boy. so to
2: have kids and the, uh, the same year yeah
0: to like birth children and work okay. at the same time like it doesn't ruin your career yeah because if you, you have it before have, then it yeah. can affect your career because you see. need to build up yeah. i see but yeah on that note guys thank you for listening to this thank episode you. thank for you listening. and yeah subscribe uh, listen to us on Spotify, listen to us everywhere, you listen to your podcast, and uh, yeah, we'll see you and speak to you next week, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. bye. bye.